It's time for the Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesselitis. Oh, yes. And what was that beginning, middle, and end part again? Streaming online at 1017thehammer.com. All right, sounds good. Let's do this. On uh, 18th there, it's, uh, I'm sorry, on, uh, yeah, no, yeah, 18th, uh, it's uh, CC over at LaRocca Field, uh, they're hosting Winnemac. We're going to hear from Coach Brian Nay in a little bit, uh, talk about his squad, uh, they were on a four-game win streak and then uh, dropped a game last week, the Heights, which was a little bit surprising to me, uh, it was tied at the half and then they just did not have it in the second half, that stinks out loud, man. I know that's a good team, but we'll talk with Coach Day. We'll see what the heck happened in his estimation and try to work through that. Sam King's going to be on with us here in about uh, a little less than 15 minutes. Talk a little bit about high school sectionals, volleyball sectionals. Uh, we had a huge, huge rounds of regionals and, and state competitions in, in both boys and girls soccer and uh, tennis over the weekend. So we'll, we'll circle back with him on all of that. He was very busy on Saturday, man. Very busy. Oh, and we're just a couple of weeks away from uh, the Hoops Classic as well. We start talking hoops, man. Uh, so there's so much to talk to with Sam. Uh, hang out. We'll get through a lot of great stuff here. Let's get started with a need-to-know news. Here's your need-to-know news. All right, let's uh, start with the Colts. They have made some announcements. Shaquille Leonard, clear concussion protocol. Yes. Won't be in the Colts lineup against the Titans this weekend, though. No. Frank Wright said uh, yesterday, or today, I'm sorry, that Letter would be out. Said it was more of the player, or the coach protecting the player from the player. So they're going to give him another week. Meanwhile, Jonathan Taylor, going to be back. Naeem Hines, cleared concussion protocol. Looks like he is going to be back as well. So some good news, bad news. Again, I just go back to that tweet that I that I read that Shaquille Leonard should go back to Darius because Darius played football. Been a rough season for him, man. Real rough season for him so far. No news is good news when it comes to your Purdue Boilermakers. It's quiet. I mean, yesterday, Coach Brom says Chuck Sizzle's still a little bit banged up. They think he's going to be good to go. Wouldn't commit to it, though. Didn't sound great. But I've heard that story before, and he's come out and caught for like 125 yards. We'll see what happens. We'll have the latest tomorrow on Boiler Game Day, which starts at 1.30 with myself and Kyle Charters. Other than that, I would say that, you know, no news is, is good news. And, of course, you woke up to the big news in the NFL today that the Panthers have traded Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers for a second, third, fourth-round pick, and a fifth-round pick in 2024. 
Seems like a hefty price. Aren't they going to get Eli- they're going to get Elijah Mitchell back in like a week? Okay. And I'm only saying this mainly because I have Elijah Mitchell. And I don't want him to lose the time. Thanks, Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely love it. And there you go. That is today's Need to Know News. Oh, tonight. We got some action tonight. Pacers. One-point favorite against the Spurs at home. Bulls, a two-point dog at D.C. Blackhawks at home hosting the Red Wings. Detroit, a minus uh, 115 favorite. I did forget to mention uh, Purdue soccer falling 2-0 on the road at Minnesota last night. Uh, Their last game is Sunday. It's going to be gorgeous out on Sunday. Folk Field, 2 o'clock. You can get out there and uh, attend that game for free. Also, a quick reminder that Purdue Basketball Fan Day all kicks off tomorrow at 10 a.m. You're going to be able to watch both teams practice. Tons of stuff going on. Autographs, all that good stuff. PurdueSports.com has all the details on that. But there you go. That would be today's Need to Know News. Shocker last night. Let's get the best bets. Just a shocker last night. In the NFL, I mean, a score explosion. All it took was getting DeAndre Hopkins back, I guess. Cards were 0-8 their last eight home games. Andy Dalton was 0-11 in his last 11 primetime games. Oh, it had been bad. But Dalton threw two pick sixes in the last minute of the first half. And it just started spiraling out of control there. We did not hit our NFL legs last night. Rondell Moore. We needed, We said Rondell Moore 40 yards. He got 31 on that catch on that first drive. And then nothing else after that. Oh, brutal. Just brutal. We have the cards winning, but we parlayed some stuff last night. So that doesn't help. Of course, the over didn't, or the under didn't hit either. After I got done with all that in the evening, I was looking at stuff. I didn't realize uh, Jerome Boger is, like, terrible when it comes to calling, like, holding and pass interference calls. Like, he's one of the tops in the league and giving out free yards. Ugh, should have seen that overcoming. The good news is we still remain red hot on hockey props. That took care of us last night. Kaprizov got his over three and a half. Riley Smith got over his is over two and a half. We made us some money again last night. We're going to do it all again tonight, and we're going to use our friends over at DraftKings. Now, I have not done you a solid when it comes to my NBA bets. I did get the, the Clippers yesterday, but I didn't officially put that one on the card. We didn't talk about it on the show. We talked about it in my in my DraftKings spot, but... I mean, it's tough. We're tough early on here. Pacers tonight, trying to look at some player over-unders. Halliburton over 17.5 at minus 155. I don't hate that at all. You go over to the Bulls, was it a fluke game one? Was it just that... The Heat aren't very good. DeRozan over 27.5 at minus 130. 
that would be the play there. Vooch over 10.5 rebounds is even money. That's not terrible either. But I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I need to build up my confidence on the NBA for you guys. We got three NHL games. We've been hot here, okay? DraftKings has got a couple things for you to take advantage of. Get a 60% same-game parlay boost in Detroit and Chicago. I like Detroit in this one. I want to capitalize on David Perron. Because I think he's got three shots in him as well. He's been hot lately to start out the season. I mean, he just came off a great game against the Kings. I don't love him to be a scorer tonight at plus 170. I think the easiest thing to do for you here to take advantage of that 60%. I, I just I like the Red Wings here. Take the Red Wings and go over five and a half. Red Wings and over five and a half. Use your 60% boost. You're at three to one on your money right there. Player prop. That I love tonight. What what am I in on? We like I said, David Perron, if you can you can go ahead and bet him outside of the same game parlay. Over two and a half shots on goal. He's gone two, two, and six in three games this season. Hawks give up over 33 shots a game. That's on par with what they gave up last year. I think you're going to need a little help with David there, but I still like this matchup. That's a good one. Everybody, and we love Matthew Kachuk tonight, over three and a half shots on goal for Florida. He's hit is over four out of four games. He has no less than four shots in a game this season. And in two games against Tampa last year when he was in Calgary, he had five shots in each one of those games. Let me tell you, I love that. That's my favorite one there tonight. Kachuk over three and a half shots on goal tonight against Tampa. And then DraftKings also has a great gift boost for you here. Goal in the first 10. 50% boost on whatever game you like. I'm I'm using mine in Seattle and the Avalanche. Avs are fifth in goal scored this season. Red Wings aren't bad. They're sixth in goal scored this season. If you want to get a little bit more risky, the problem with that is it's it's not a very big jump at all. I mean, it's very... We're talking like cents in the difference uh, between taking the Avs, who are an up-and-down scoring machine, and Detroit against the Blackhawks, who, yes, I know they are shaky. Still, um, I don't know that I'm ready to rely on the Red Wings to score quickly. Avs, I know, can do it, so I'm going to go ahead and lay it on the Avs tonight. Those are the plays uh, tonight with our friends from DraftKings. That's, a, that's the best I can do. We're hot on hockey. I mean, scorching hot. I don't think we have we missed one this week. I don't think we missed one this week, and we were hot last week too. It's not my favorite slate. It's really. I think this is going to be a little bit difficult to close it out with a good record. But I like Chuck tonight. Perron is a solid option. If I'm ranking that, that's like a seven out of ten. There's only three games. I only have so much here, and. Can't give you guys like something's like minus one seventy, minus one eighty. It's like cheating. I know plenty of other prognosticators love to do that kind of stuff. Tell you to take this, then you get to the money line. It's like minus three hundred. You're like, oh, yeah, great call on that one, genius. Try to try to get you close to even money, if not over it. So those are our plays for this evening. We're gonna take a break. Sam King, Journal and Courier, gonna join us next. This is the Hammer Down Show. One hundred one seven, the Hammer. One hundred one seven. 
Hey, welcome back. This is the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. Over to our Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammer Head Hotline we go. And Sam King, Lafayette Journal and Courier, is on with us. Mr. High School Sports, who had quite possibly one of the most busiest Saturdays in sports history, running around between soccer regionals and, and tennis state championships and stuff, man. Uh, I, I don't know how you survived such a weekend. Uh, it was pretty tiring by the end of it, to be honest. And uh, I left Clinton Prairie probably around eight thirty, nine o'clock last Saturday. And then I got home and realized, you know, the easy part's done. Watching everything is, is, is the easy part. Uh, transcribing all of the quotes and notes and writing the, the stories, that's what kept me up until, you know, we passed hours uh, late, late, way late after midnight. So um, fortunately... I won't have to do that again this week as, as much, but uh, I do always enjoy seeing the area team succeed and go deep in the tournament, so that's, that's always enjoyable because this time of year these guys are all um, and gals are all just very excited to kind of keep their careers or their seasons going. Yeah, and uh, we still got some fall teams. I mean, before we get into football, there's still some other fall teams uh, hanging around, right? I mean, we just had volleyball sectionals and cross-country still participating too, right? Where, where are we at with the other sports? Cross country is at the uh, semi-state this week. It's at New Prairie, which is uh, historically one of the toughest semi-states to qualify to state out of. But uh, I would expect some individuals and then, you know, maybe a team or two to get out of that and be uh, representing the area in the state finals next week. And then uh, Aaron Gu, the number one singles tennis player for Harrison, uh, even though the Raiders lost the state championship match uh, to North Central, it's the only loss of the season for Harrison. Uh, he qualified as an individual into the that portion, so he can still give Harrison a state championship if he can win two matches tomorrow, and uh, I believe most expect him to. He is the number one seed going into that, so it actually started today, and because he's the number one seed, he gets to sit back and watch these people play today with the pressure off and then uh, jump into things tomorrow. And then, uh, yeah, we have volleyball galore still going on, uh, just among you know this county, we've got Faith Christian, McCutcheon, and Central Catholic playing in volleyball regionals tomorrow. Benton Central, right outside of Tippecanoe County, also uh, competing in the regional, which is a, a very solid program. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, we're still talking about volleyball next week. Uh, I expect you know at least one of those teams to get out of there. So uh, looking forward to that as well. Sam King with us here on our uh, Blue Fox Heat and Cooling Hammerhead hotline from the uh, Journal and Courier tonight. Sectionals uh, kick off with uh, two games locally. Um, let's get into uh, the game uh, that we're actually not covering tonight, that Central Catholic. Uh, they're going to host uh, Winnemac. Uh, these two teams have a little bit of a history. I mean, uh, they squared off in a regional a couple uh, a couple of years ago, CC goes on to uh, win that. But uh, when you look at the way this uh, whole bracket got structured for Central Catholic, I mean, they're the one seed, essentially. Uh, I, I would think Winnemac is probably the the low seed uh, out of that section. This shouldn't be too much of a problem for them tonight, right? No, the, the biggest issue is probably when I went to practice Wednesday, uh, the people who for CC noticeably were absent. So I think that the Knights will need to... Have some other guys step up tonight. Uh, Winnemac is a, you know, traditionally very good program. As you said, they played in a regional two years ago. Uh, so that tells you all you need to know. Just two years ago, that team won a sectional championship. So uh, they've had a great run of success through, you know, the 2000s. 
And uh, this year, just just been a little bit of struggles, a little bit of a rebuild, and um, probably if you're CC, the game you need to kind of get the get the tournament run started that you hope uh, you know comes here in the next few weeks. Uh, I imagine the Knights are believing they are a state title contender, so you got to win the first one before you can get to the second one, and it should not be too much of an issue tonight, I don't think, for them to uh, get to the sectional semifinal. All right, then the game that we do have for you starting at 6.30 tonight over at Gordon Straley Field, West Lafayette, uh, hosting uh, Twin Lakes, uh, a team that they uh, beat up on, what, just like three weeks ago here. It just seems like uh, in this matchup, the, the biggest concern, again, for West Lafayette will be to get in there, just get your W, get the starters out as fast as possible, and, and avoid injury. Uh, this, is, this is not the week that they need to be pushing anything. Avoiding injury has been the only thing... Uh, that's slowed down West Lafayette at all this season, obviously. Uh, 9-0, and but last year this team was 9-0 and and went to the sectional, and it felt like the state title game and the sectional opener at Burbuff. And unfortunately for West Lafayette, uh, the Red Devils did not win that. Um, it's almost unfathomable to say this, but uh, I brought this up when I was out there this week. Most, if not all, of the guys playing tonight for at least the, the first unit have never won a sectional game. Uh, West Lafayette's last three sectional games, uh, the, you know, when the senior class was freshman, they lost in the sectional championship to Chittard, and then first round losses to Garen Catholic and Burbuff the, the next two years. Uh, that said, all of these guys playing also have never lo- lost a regular season game. So I think it's been since week one of 2020 against Lafayette Jeff is the last regular season game that um, West Lafayette has had so an interesting dynamic where you think teams that are nine and zero, eight and one in the regular season make deep tournament runs. That just hasn't been the case with how the draws kind of worked out, and you know, also on top of that, West Lafayette has, has struggled. Probably hasn't played its best uh, in those, you know, at least the last two years in the sectional. So this is going to be a case of we've got to come out and play. You know, I think it should be a thirty-five point game at halftime and a running clock in the second half. But you got to go out there and uh, and prove that you've gotten better since since last week, since two weeks ago when I think they played Twin Lakes the first time. So uh, it's all about surviving advance. But West Lafayette knows this is a tough sectional to get out of, and uh, you can't afford a setback or any you know new arising problems that uh, you have to try to get corrected at this point of the year. Yeah, and I think it got even more that uh, this one got even more interesting last week when you saw the the Calumet and Hanover Central score. I think uh, both those teams were undefeated, and and Hanover just absolutely boat raced them last week. I, I think that raised some eyebrows. I know every coach says, "Hey, you know, it's it's a one week at a time type thing," but it's hard to not check out that score and, and have your interest. You know, the antennas kind of go up a little bit, Sam. Yeah, uh, Hanover Central is good. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, I imagine Calumet is a team that probably was 8-0 and playing the best team it had seen all season. And, uh, you know, competition kind of shows itself when, when you get there. So West Lafayette, um, you know, if, if it does get into a, a game against Hanover Central down the road, uh, I imagine that will be a competitive down to the, you know, fourth quarter type of game. But uh, like I said, even West Lafayette was saying it this week. The only, the only team we have on our schedule is Twin Lakes, and if we beat Twin Lakes Friday night, we'll tell you what's, what's next on the schedule. All right, let's go over real quick, Sam, the uh, other three teams in the area here that uh, aren't competing tonight. Let's start with the McCutcheon Mavericks. Hey, another good win for them last week. 
Uh, they get to that running clock. I know Marion's not a good team. I know Tech's not a good team. But you take a look at the teams that McCutcheon has lost to, and then all of a sudden you see, I feel like it's hard for me to get a great bearing on just how good the Mavericks are. I'm, I'm not saying that they're like, you know, going to run out there and, and make like a deep tournament run or anything like that, but uh, I just, I'm not open and shut that Decatur Central is going to win that, uh, win that game next week. Yeah, uh, there were people just a few weeks ago that were telling me McCutcheon is not a good team, and I beg to differ. I think McCutcheon is, you know, they're not Harrison, they're not Lafayette, Jeff, they're not West Lafayette, or even probably Central Catholic right now, but uh, probably, a, you know, fourth or fifth best team in their conference, and just because of the way the schedule was set up where, you know, it's unbalanced and you play different opponents in your conference and you don't play everybody, they end up just getting the, you know, the wins over Muncie Central, um, Marion and Richmond, and uh, you know I think if the schedule was different, maybe they get a couple more. If that Logansport game that they lost uh, by missing a last-second field goal was later in the season, maybe they win that one. Um, but yeah, I think they are a team that right now believes we can go and play Decatur Central and should be able to be competitive with them. And the biggest thing when you're trying to turn a program around to do is get the kids to believe after they've gone through you know a couple years of not winning. So that was. The, the major hurdle, and now I think that it's one with a couple wins in a row that you can kind of say maybe we're past that point. Uh, over on the other side of town, uh, Harrison will kick back with their conference championship that they uh, secured outright last week, and uh, they're going to welcome up the Plainfield Quakers one more time, a team that uh, they handled back in week two when they uh, made this trip all the way uh, up here. I just I find it somewhat ironic, and I think I made a note of this in one of my uh, previews a couple weeks ago, that you know, Plainfield and Decatur used to they used to be in the same sectional as uh, Cathedral, and every year Cathedral would beat either one or both of them. It seemed like, uh, and now this, they don't have Cathedral, but then here comes Plainfield up to play another Peebles coached uh, team, and they might find themselves getting knocked out by it yet again. Yeah, Plainfield actually is a, a pretty good team with a couple of uh, good wins. You know, one very surprising win um, on the schedule. So. It's not a pushover. I think it was only an eight-point game when they played in week two. So, uh, you know, the best thing for Harrison is that Plainfield is coming here again. So you uh, have that advantage. And if you win that for Harrison, uh, you're looking at either going to McCutcheon or hosting Decatur Central. So uh, Harrison could win a sectional title without leaving the county. There are some who believe Harrison is kind of primed for this deep tournament run that, uh, you know, it's been when they've won sectionals in recent years the end of the road when they get to the regional. Um, this team is really good, obviously. Defensively, uh, they're much improved from a year ago. Offensively, um, they don't have, you know, maybe the, the backfield that they've had, but Ben Henderson uh, makes up for a lot of that with what he's able to do, both uh, throwing the ball and then his running ability. He's, you know, he's probably the best athlete uh, all around at Harrison. So uh, I expect them to uh, just kind of feel good about where they are with the bye week this week. You don't push it too much uh, when you have a week off and then uh, go into next week rested up and um, ready to go and, and hopes of, of, like I said, making a deep tournament run. Yeah, they'll have another tough regional matchup too because it looks like uh, they'd run into Whiteland right there, and that's going to be that, – that's the real big one. If they can get over that hump at regional, uh, I, I, would, I would say that uh, they could make it all the way there to uh, Thanksgiving weekend. We're still talking with Sam King from the Journal and Courier on the Hammerhead Hotline. 
Uh, let's move on. How about the Jeff Broncos? I mean, they get themselves a week off. Great comeback win against Kokomo last week. A little bit of a scare with Aza Copen going down late in that game. But they've got the week off here, and then uh, they'll do what's turned into uh, 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 an annual, hey, we're going to play Lake Central and, and beat them and go on to the sectional championship game. Um, what's does that look like for you when you uh, take a look at the Jeff Broncos? Yeah, it sounds like Ace is going to be fine, and I think, you know, when you – it sounds like he fell on the track, maybe hit his head or, you know, smacked his helmet down on the track, and you always take precaution unless you're the Miami Dolphins in a situation like that. So uh, he was pulled from the game and should be good to go next week, which is, you know, kids' health is always more important than, than wins in the office, and I think that Pat Shanley and, and the staff at Lafayette Jeff realized, it, you know, if we're going to come back in this game, we're going to have to do it without him, and – Hope that he's he's fine and uh, able to bounce back from this. And then, to their credit, they came back in a game that looked unwinnable because if Kokomo gets you down by 16 points, I don't know anybody that comes back against that team with the offense it runs uh, late in the third quarter like Lafayette Jeff did. And, man, it was exciting, and it showed me a lot about Lafayette Jeff because that's a situation those kids haven't been in where it's, hey, we're down two scores, it's late, we got to come back and win this game. And uh, sure enough, they get defensive stops when they had to. They got, a, obviously, a huge turnover uh, when they had to. And then the, to go down the field, it, it almost felt exactly like the Harrison game, uh, except for there was a little bit more time on the clock at the end. And I know that uh, Terry Peebles told me after that Harrison game, if, if Jeff had more time, I think they could have driv- drove down the field and beat us. Uh, but, unfor- but unfortunately for Jeff, that week they only had a, about two minutes. Uh, this time they were able to get down and put it in, in the end zone uh, with about 25 seconds left to go and finish the deal. Sam King, Lafayette Journal and Courier. Fall sports are wrapping up, and he's got it covered. And, boy, what, uh, we're just a couple weeks away. We're start talking about Hoops Classic, right? I mean, it's uh, we're knocking on the door of that. Yeah, I saw the draws for the Hoops Classic, and I was kind of like, man, I'm trying to get through football, <laughs> volleyball, at the time soccer and, and cross country, and you're already throwing basketball schedules at me, so... Uh, there's not a lot of time to transition from one to the other, uh, especially with girls' basketball. You kind of get a blend of the two, and then depending on how deep football teams play, you get that overlapping with the start of, of boys' basketball season. So um, this is my life, and I've been doing it for long enough now that I have hopefully figured out a way to uh, manage all of that. But, um, you know, it's always fun. And if we're talking about a football team or two in the state finals, I'm all for that. Uh, I am, too. The only thing that stinks about the Hoops Classic is when we do have teams that go deep, uh, a lot of those guys are uh, two-sport players, and then they don't get to play in the Hoops Classic, and I feel like we kind of get robbed a little bit uh, of seeing those city matchups at full strength, but you know, it, it is what it is, and uh, I, I am happy that we get to have those events. Uh, Sam King, Journal and Courier, again, he'll uh, have all kinds of uh, reportings for you from football tonight, as uh, well as this weekend's happenings. Uh, he does a great job, and uh, I, I don't know how he does it, but we're lucky to have him. Sam, uh, always lucky to have you on the show as well, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. Always appreciate you having me on, Jared. All right, take care, Sam. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back, and uh, Coach Brian Nay, Central Catholic Knights, joins us next here ahead of their matchup against Winnemac tonight. That's coming up here on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. Welcome back. This is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. To our Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline, we go. Uh, Central Catholic Knights, one of the two teams in action here tonight for the first round sectionals, and we've got head coach Brian Nay with us. Coach, uh, thanks for being on on a Friday like you always are. You know we appreciate it. Uh, your four-game win streak snapped last week in the crossover game uh, at Hamilton Heights, 41-21. to 
Uh, we kept getting that score, and I kept saying to myself, that just that, that doesn't feel right. What happened last week? Uh, you know, we, uh, you know, hats off to Hamilton Heights. They, uh, you know, they, they showed up and brought it for 48 minutes, and, uh, you know, we didn't. We uh, go, go into halftime tied up 21 to 21. Um, you know, we got, we got out-adjusted as coaches. We got outplayed as players and uh you know we reverted back to you know we reverted back to some some undisciplined you know undisciplined behavior um you know allowing them to possess the football after you know after four after getting them to fourth down twice um you know we catch a we catch a a, a roughing the uh, passer penalty uh, on a on an interception that uh you know all we had to do was kind of pull up and uh you know, after the ball's out and, and we decided that we were going to take the, the QB to the ground, um, that, you know, that, that, that keeps our defense on the field. And, uh, you know, we just, uh, you know, and I'll take the lion's share, you know, of, of the blame on that, uh, you know, of, of just, uh, you know, not, uh, you know, not, not coming and not being, you know, not being the disciplined team that we need to be to be able to, to win those, those football games. And, uh, yeah, so uh, they they played forty eight minutes and and we uh, we did not we did not match their uh, you know we did not match their style of play in the second half and and the result is the result that's what you get when you when you fail to do that so uh, you know there was there, there was heavy heavy points of emphasis this week on uh, you know maintaining our composure and our discipline uh, and hopefully we can you know hopefully we can take a step forward tonight. Yeah, as a coach, I know you always want to win, but if there's a time to have a game like that. Is it beneficial to have it right here before the start of sectionals kind of refocus kids, get their attention again, and, and use it as an example of if you uh, aren't, you know, if you're not on point uh, after this week, we're done? Yeah, you have to, I mean, in those situations, yes, we, you want to you wanna, you wanna put your best foot forward and you want to go out and you want to play your best ball. Um, when you don't, I think if, if, you fail to, uh, if you fail to take the lessons, um, you know, from that loss, then, then we're, we're failing our kids as coaches. So, so yeah, I mean, um, anytime you can turn, anytime you can, you can turn some adversity into a benefit. Um, I think that that can, that can not only help a football team, but that, that can help, you know, that can help these young men, uh, when they face, you know, real adversity in their lives, uh, you know, as, as they become, as they become grown men. We're talking with coach Brian Nay here on the, uh, Hammerhead hotline, getting set to take on a, uh, Winamax squad here tonight. Uh, in the first round of the uh, sectional. So uh, when when you look at Winnemac, um, I mean, I know the second ring's probably not great, a 2-7 and seven for the Warriors, but uh, it's still not, nobody, you just can't take anybody lightly at this point here. Uh, when you see the Warriors on film, what is it that's standing out to you? I mean, it, it's, the, listen, like the, the, the regular season at this point in time does not matter at all because, it, you know, it's high stakes, high pressure. Um, if you don't, if you don't come out and play good football, you know, you, and I've said it before, you're turning, you're turning the pads in on Monday. So, um, so it's still Winamax. The last time we played them was in a regional championship. So, like, if that tells you anything, like, it is a proud, it is a proud community. It is a proud football community. They play good football. They're tough. Um, they're always well coached. Uh, they're not going to, they're not going to make a whole lot of mistakes. Um, you know, I, I, they, I'm sure. You know, uh, you know, I, I respect we, we 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 respect this program so much uh, in the history that that, that they have, um, but I, I, they just have a they have a proud football tradition, and again, they're going to be well coached. They're not going to make a lot of mistakes, and you're going to have to beat them. 
You know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna give it to you. You have to go out and you gotta play. And you gotta, you're, 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 we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to beat this team if, if we wanna, if we wanna continue our season. So I, I will, I mean, uh, again, you know what Coach Roth did there. I know he's not their coach anymore, but but building that program up, uh, get a lot of pride. So like, it, yeah. it's, and those kids, those kids are gonna play with a lot of pride, and they're gonna, they're gonna play, they're gonna have a style of play that uh, is tough and grimy and. Uh, and again, we're gonna have to beat them. So, um, so I, I, there, there's there's no looking at the records. It, it, it is what it is. You're gonna have, we're gonna have to get them off the field. Uh, you know, defensively, we're gonna have to get them off the field. Uh, offensively, we're gonna have to finish drives in the end zone. Period. Point blank. That's what it's got to be. Coach, you've been to the top of the mountain here in the postseason. Uh, you have had teams that have, uh, you know, made it to regional, semi-state, and other years. Uh, you know. Over the last what, like three here? I mean, you you guys have taken these sectional titles and and uh, either gone to and won the state championship or, or made the at least the regional. So when you compare those teams to what you have now, do you have a team that you feel like not only can win a sectional, but then maybe could even get you to a semi-state or state championship game? I mean, I think I think this is one of the most talented teams that we've had. But I also know, growing up, they've been told that they're they have a lot of talent, and where we have failed, where we have failed at times this year, is is being able to to stand our ground with 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 teams that have, you know, equal talent. We've, you know, I feel like in in our six wins, we were we were probably we were probably the more talented team. In our three losses, it was it's a toss up, it's a coin flip, and we haven't won any of those coin flips, right? So um, I think we need to. I think as a, if this squad can get over themselves and, and and continue to develop and play team football and uh, and just be about just be about the team, I think I think that they could have a lot of success. Um, you know, it's 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 been uh, you know when when you when you when you have a when you ha- sometimes when you have a, a a good collection of talent and guys who have had a lot of success. Um, you know, a, a lot of our seniors, they've been, they've been three-year starters. More, more guys have been at least three-year starters, if not four-year starters, than have not. So um, we, can't lean, we can't lean on what we did in 2021, 2020, and 2019. It is a new year. It's Team 2022. And, uh, you know, we've got we've to do a better job of locking in and just going, going with the intention to compete um, no matter, you know, no matter who it is. Um, we say it all the time. It's not about it's not about who you play. It's about how you play, and and we're we're still figuring that out even in even in week ten. But uh, you know it's and, and I think I think there's a sense of urgency with this group. Uh, we had I feel like we had a really good week of practice. Tuesday was extremely physical, extremely competitive. Uh, Wednesday as well. Um, so I, you know I, I we get the feeling as a coaching staff that these seniors like the the light bulbs starting to starting to come on that. Hey man, your time's running out, and no matter you know, win or lose, win or lose, like your your high school football career is over, at you know, in the next in the next month. You know, the the state championship happens at Thanksgiving weekend. That's going to be on us before before you know it. But obviously, we got to take care of business in the sectional quarterfinal. The, the the high school football sectional is the hardest tournament to win. It's three weeks long. It's the only sectional that's three weeks long, right? And a mm-hmm. lot can happen in three weeks. So. Um, 
So, so we, we got to be where our feet are, and, and where we're at right now is the sectional quarterfinal against Winnemac. Um, and, and really, I think if we do a good job of breaking this, this tournament down into one-week seasons, um, I, I think this is a group that can, that, that can definitely be successful. Coach Brian Nay here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline taking on Winnemac tonight. Uh, that game over there on uh, over at La Rocca Field. So get on out and support your uh, Knights. Coach, always a pleasure. Best of luck tonight, and I hope we're talking again next week. I appreciate it, and you know I appreciate everything that you do for our area in, in high school athletics and beyond. Uh, Big thanks to Coach Brian Nay for being on with us. We'll get that interview posted up in the full show right after uh, we hit the top of the hour. It'll be available for download Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, um, other really cool things because that I don't know about because I'm old uh, that host those things, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, it's all up there for you to take a listen to. All right, time for the things that we may have missed today. Uh, a couple of off-brand things that uh, still need to be mentioned. Uh, number one, there are numerous rumors flying around here, and I don't know where they're coming from. And our buddy Kyle Charters had retweeted one of these guys to make fun of them, and he's 100% right to do so because he has SEC in his uh, in his uh, Twitter name. This There's mutual interest between Nebraska and P.J. Fleck. Where is that coming from? Who has made that up? Makes literally zero sense to me. Like, think about this. If you're P.J. Fleck, why why do you want to leave Minnesota right now? You'd have to have a massive paycheck and and really want that. That's what it would take. But here at Minnesota, you know, he's safe. And he's safe for a while. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see an extension from him. I don't even know what his contract is. But then they get these little rumors going there. Sometimes the agents put it out, and then all of a sudden, oh, hey, look. There's an extension. There's more money. Why go to Nebraska? Why would he want to go and rebuild a whole other program that he beats every year? That seems dumb. I don't think he's lost to Nebraska since he's been here, has he? Oh, I think he did in, like, 2018. He's won the last three years. Despite being an underdog the last two. Why? 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 It makes no sense. It had to be one heck of a paycheck that you're like, yeah, I need to leave for that. Why would you stay in the division and start over? It's not happening. It's, it's dumb. It would be a terrible decision. You'll find yourself out of football in three years if you don't get that thing situated quickly. Stay in, stay in Minnesota. Get them to give you more money if that's what it takes. That's just a smarter thing to do. The expectations are going to be low. The bar is lower for you there to succeed. You stay in the West, and you've got a built-in system there already. Unless Nebraska's offering some kind of crazy amount of uh, uh, collective money and stuff like that to make your life easier, but with that comes those higher, higher expectations. It would have to be a major, major financial upgrade for him just up and, and, and leave Minnesota like that. All right, next thing. Uh, according to front office sports here, 
Over 1.2 million people will head to Qatar for the 2022 FIFA World Cup, which is happening in the desert in November all of a sudden. Why? That's dumb. We've been over that. Now, here's a new wrinkle. Not only are you not able to really drink out there, not only are you not allowed to get lucky out there, now you're going to be required to download an app on your phone that contains spyware that tracks your data, where you go, and it's all for, they say it's for COVID-19. But if you read the fine print here, it's not good. Why did we let them have this World Cup in the desert? I don't even like soccer. I could told you this is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. I know FIFA's like super corrupt back then when they made this decision. A lot of money went into a lot of pockets, but yeesh, does this look bad. And then third and final here is pickleball. Do I have to learn pickleball? Do I have to get into pickleball? Everywhere I go, I'm reading more and more about pickleball. Like everybody's talking about this. Everybody's getting their own pro team. Like all these pro athletes are in, a, in some pro pickleball league. They don't play in it, but they're going to own teams in it. And apparently there's a pro pickleball league. There's whole giant um, uh, sporting like campuses being made for specifically for pickleball. And I've never really watched this, but it's basically like tennis but smaller, right? That's the same thing. And it continues to be like one of America's fastest growing sports, not because people are playing it, but because everybody keeps on hearing about it. Oh, do I have to learn pickleball? Do I have to get into this? I don't even know if I would like this. Are you into pickleball? I don't know. I got uh, I got enough going on as this. That's going to do it. Don't forget, uh, tonight, starting at 6.30, we're out of gordon Shirley Field for Westside hosting Twin Lakes. Sexual's round one starts tonight, 6.30 with the pregame, 7 o'clock with the tip-off. And don't forget Kyle and myself tomorrow at 1.30 on Boiler Game Day. We will see you back.